Hi, I'm Batsheva Frankel from Overthrowing Education, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Coming up on episode 106 of Podcast PD, we start out by going into the weeds about lunch, and then we have a conversation that revolves around professionalism and what teachers should and shouldn't or could and couldn't be doing from home. Let's start the show. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you're going to have more fun with AJ Bianco, Stacey Lindis, and me, Chris Nessie. Let's start the show. You're listening to Podcast PD. This is episode 106. My name is Chris Nessie from the House of EdTech Podcast, and I am joined as always by my podcast compadres, Stacey Lindis and AJ Bianco. AJ is getting hydrated, which is important when you podcast. Now that he's done drinking, AJ, how you doing? What's with the play-by-play tonight? This is this is wonderful. This is great. Stacey's now drinking, taking a sip of her drink. What else we got? Anybody else? Anybody else out there taking a sip of anything? Let us know on a Sunday Except night. We have to stay hydrated. Stay hydrated, everybody. Hey, and, any thirsty. beverage companies that want to sponsor the opening drinking of this podcast? Wow, let us know. <laughs> that kind of drinking. It was just, it's just some water. Sure, it was a water bottle. Yeah, and as I'm learning, good thing it wasn't Dasani. People don't seem to like the Dasani water. What? I, I, I've never heard of that before. Me neither. Well, go to Uncle Google and find out. Uncle Google. But AJ, how you doing? I'm 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 doing well as we uh head into almost the middle of October. Stacey's excited about it. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what to be excited about. But uh, we're almost in the middle of October. Of, middle of October. <laughs> I'm it's excited. Colder. It's getting colder and the weather is definitely changing and so be it. But here we here we are, everybody. Here we are. Well, AJ's down there. Stacy's up here on the top shelf. Stacy, how you doing? I'm doing all right. It's a uh, like like AJ said, the weather's changing. It definitely feels different. Um, I'll have my first day off tomorrow, not for anything fun. Um, but the boys have their first day off. They're off for Indigenous Peoples Day. I refuse to call it Christopher Columbus Day. And um, we, because it's their first day off from school, we had off for both Jewish holidays in September in my district. Um, it's the first time I can take my little guy to the orthodontist to get new braces. So. I'll be taking the day off so that we can go get some new metal equipment in his mouth. It'll be great. Round two. So this is not covered by insurance. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Want, want. Well, I have to get some sort of loser sound effect now that I'm back up and running. No, no sound <laughs> effects. But I'm excited for the day with them. Um, not so excited for for the braces, but I do love fall and uh, – all that it brings and just like the change in weather. It's not my favorite season. Um, it's my third, but yeah, it'll be good. Wait, fall is your third favorite season when there are only four to choose from. Yeah. Winter's the worst. Winter wow. and, and winter is coming. Winter is coming. <laughs> They've been saying that. They've been saying that. Yeah. How about you, Chris? What What's, what's going on over in your neck of the woods? Uh, life is good. I don't have much to complain about. I am, uh, as you can already start to hear for both of you and those listening and watching, I'm back up and running. My audio should not sound like caca poo poo anymore because I'm running on the uh, the old slash new to me iMac. Got the uh, the sound effects ready to go here. That's hot. Al checking in from the soundboard. There you go. Al, you still alive? If so, please feel free to check in with us. He's still alive. I saw him on LinkedIn. Al, we miss you. But he's the problem is you saw him on LinkedIn and all he's going to get is an email that somebody looked at his profile and he's not going to know that you looked. <laughs> Unless he pays for it. <laughs> Unless he pays for it. I didn't actually look at his profile. I just saw his posting. So he's okay. He's doing well. Okay. Glad to hear that. So yeah, I mean, life is good. Uh, I mean, this week or the last couple of weeks, again, you know, it's getting into content, getting to know my kids still, uh, working with my student teacher, which is going phenomenally well. I am so far two for two on student teacher people. So uh, Quinn, the student teacher, as we will affectionately refer to him, 
maybe he'll make an appearance on the podcast. I was saying, uh, is he good enough to make it here? I think he's good enough to make it here because, you know, I actually just complimented him the other day about how he's done a really nice job as a student teacher. One, what he does in the classroom with the rapport he's building with the students. And similar to last time I did this, he is, he is flying. I'm letting him spread his wings and have an experience where he's making decisions and doing things. And then we talk about it and he will learn trial by fire what works. So when he goes into that first year of teaching, he's well-prepared. So he's doing that really well behind the scenes. He's also done a nice job, you know, becoming a part of the department, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously as a student teacher, he follows me everywhere like a puppy, which is fine, but he is friendly to the other teachers. You know, we sit in the workroom, we're doing work. He's getting involved in, you know, professional and personal conversations. So it's just, I have nice days. There's really not a lot that stresses me out about going to school. You know, yeah, the, the, the masks are aggravating but I'm getting better at being able to hear the kids through their masks behind plastic. So, you know, things are, are working out. And then, you know, this week getting into my SGO, like you guys are familiar with here in New Jersey. So we've been doing some document-based question and helping the kids with their writing and conferencing with the kids. So a lot of it is starting to feel uh, normal, whatever that means. But, you know, any apprehension I had about what this year was going to look like has kind of faded away. I'm just... I'm waiting for the email or the state mandate that says you don't need to wear a mask anymore. I'm just waiting because maybe someday that'll happen. I didn't mean like you guys shaking my head like it's not going to happen tomorrow. No crap. It's not going to happen tomorrow. But, you know, know, maybe in the spring. Who knows? Just I'm just waiting. I I think uh, I think the 2022, (laughs) 23 school year, maybe. That's fine. Maybe. maybe. One day says Stephanie. Thanks for joining us, Stephanie and Dave. So good that you're here. Spread the word. Um, so yeah, that, 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 that's, what's up with me. I'm glad you have a student teacher that you, uh, you can improve of. Can't wait to like, dig in and listen to what he has to say about you. Oh yeah. Oh, that's what it should be. It should be like the turning of the tables. Tell us all about Chris. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell us, tell us something Chris does in the classroom that you can't stand. <laughs> it would have to be, I would only ask him that after his evaluation. You know what I mean? Like after he's I am gone fair through. and impartial. I'm not like. Well, I'm, 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 I'm going to bite my tongue. I'm not going to talk about administration. Mm. That was admin. Oh, wait. Speaking of administration. Well, speaking of. So we're still concerning, continuing with our conversation, right? So can I go back to last last episode's conversation where we talked about lunches? Yeah. You two will be very lunches. happy to know that our lunches have changed and they oh, actually God. have a significant amount of variety. And one of the days it was French toast sticks, which I don't think are good lunches, but the kids enjoy it. So I was like, oh, yes, we're getting away from lunch, just like a bagel bag and yogurt and like the same like three or four lunches for the week. And there's like, I don't think there's a repeat lunch in the week. So that's I'm excited for my kids for that. It was exciting. Hey, I keep mentioning your fajita bar, AJ, like. AJ made it sound like he's Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast and the dishes and the forks are running around the cafeteria singing right? and serving all sorts of stuff. All right. They probably oh, have gray stuff and all, like all, all this. I said, all I said was there was a variety of options for lunch. I wasn't I wasn't saying like every Did they day. open the hibachi grill yet? It's, that's, that's tomorrow. <laughs> There's a sushi station. They teach them how to make like rainbow rolls, California rolls, avocado rolls. It's good. That's my kind of work study. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. The kids got variety. Hey. You know what? Let, let me throw this out here. What do you two eat during the day at school? Oh, my God. Were we still going to talk about Seriously? lunch? I, hey, it came up. I'm just curious. All right, sometimes, so, all right. Honestly, sometimes I don't eat. So there's there's that. Oh, well, that's not healthy. That's not good. I got no time. <laughs> yeah, I would still chow down on like a RX bar or something. No, I, I have my protein shake. I have my Huel. And that's, that's, what I, that's what I eat and drink throughout the day. Wow. Ugh. Stacey, what about you? Uh, it depends on the day. I enjoy soup a lot. Um, it's good soup. I don't eat sandwiches, which you guys know, so never sandwiches. And uh, yeah, like frozen meals from Trader Joe's. Things that I can, things honestly, quite honestly, things that I can bring on on a Monday and have them there for the entire week. That's helpful for me because then I only have to pack for the one day of lunch. I, I do the same thing now that I did between seventh and twelfth grade. And I bring a turkey sandwich to school, although now I bring two on sliced bread, <laughs> a couple of uh, cheese sticks, could be Polio, could be Wegmans. I don't care the brand. <laughs> and here's the best part. I still let them get 
room temperature. So <laughs> that's disgusting. That's disgusting. Yeah, I don't refrigerate my sandwiches. Yeah, this is disgusting. This conversation has really gone. But wait, can I can I um, expand on this conversation? Sure. Do you have to? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and AJ, you're going to have to go to the Waybacks when you were um, in the classroom. But like, do you guys Three eat in ago. your do you guys eat in your faculty rooms? Like, is like, what's the culture like in your district? Like, is it a thing? Like, I ask this because, um, you know, last year, last year was extremely different. But even my first, well, I'll let you guys answer and then I'll explain why I asked my question. All right. So for me, we have a faculty dining room, but nothing happens in there. Nobody goes there. They used to have like special teacher cafeteria food where you could go into a special area in the cafeteria and they'd have lunch for you. And then you could go, that died. I I was, you know, like eight, nine years ago. It hasn't been happening. During my prep time, I'll have like a snack. So amongst us, we figure out who, because there's mental teeth. There are many faculty workrooms throughout my building. So they all have refrigerator, microwave, cabinets. So typically at the start of a school year, you kind of find out who's got your prep and who's going to be in there. And people tend to coordinate. So we pitch in and like we have snacks available, like chips, pretzel. Uh, we're, we got, we're big on the uh, the peanut butter pretzel filled nuggets. So we have those that we will munch on during prep time. Um, but then lunchtime, I just eat in the classroom. You guys are looking at me like, right. who is this weirdo? And how did he get into school? Like, like you not- don't ever did that. Like, come on. I just can't believe this is a conversation. Right now. It's like, no, it, like it, I think, I think that it's a really legitimate question and I'll tell you why in a minute, but like, so Chris, you eat in your classroom for lunch. Yes. Do you have others eat with you or is it a working lunch? Uh, Quinn, the student teacher eats in the room with me. Cute. Okay. And so just the two of you. Yeah, just us. And previous Aww. years, do you eat solo? Uh, no, in previous years I would go and, or I, I would sit with my in-class support teacher. Cause we, we have a good relationship. Um, I, I would always find somebody to eat with. I'm not one to sit alone. Like I, I sometimes I would take my lunch and when it coordinate, I go to uh bowtie Joe's room mm-hmm. and we would have lunch together and he would have kids come in and we would play some board games during lunch. So it was nice. Okay, cool. AJ. Well, since I told you, I don't eat during the day. Um, well, so I said you have to go back to when you were not an administrator. Uh, no, I did not. I didn't. I did not eat in the uh, faculty room. I would eat in my classroom with a variety of other teachers. Um, I don't know why it always happened to be my classroom. Um, they would come in. I would eat with my team, or I'd eat with uh, my friends, depending on the year and where we were at. So no, I did not eat in the faculty room. I ate in the in the classroom. And was there any group that ate in the in the faculty room? I I've seen people eat in the faculty room. Okay, why, why do you ask, Stacey? Because like this year, I, I definitely work through lunch. And I think that it's just the situation that I have with my co-teacher, right? Um, where like, we just don't feel that there's enough time for us to get the things done during the day. And we don't want to do them after school. So, you know, we eat our lunch, but I feel like we eat lunch for 10 minutes. And then the other 30 minutes are either dropping the kids off, picking them up or, you know, doing work. And setting up the afternoon where we where we have the bulk of our like heavier academic blocks with reading and math. It's how our schedule is. Um, but at, last year, during like the heavy COVID year, when kids would go home halfway through the day, eat their lunch at home, we had an hour and I would walk the whole time. Like I'd find a group of friends and we would walk for a bulk of the the hour long period. And it was a much more social thing. And then the year before, which was my return to the classroom, um, the newer teachers and I, and, you know, even some of the more, ex- like the more experienced teachers in my building, um, we would get together in someone's room and have lunch together. And sometimes it would be school talk. Sometimes it would be content area talk. And sometimes it would just be chit chat about like love is blind or, you know, a book that we were reading. And so like Netflix, books, podcasts, whatever. And it's just, it's very interesting how the last three years have not looked similar. And I get it. COVID definitely changed all of that but um in previous years like in my district the work the the faculty room is either like where everybody eats or where nobody eats and i just wonder like how that happens and like what what you guys think is the determining factor in that i think you know it depends on it's it's almost like the kids you find out who's got the same lunch as you and you figure out you know who your friends are and who you want to socialize with right i'm sure we can all be honest enough to say we don't necessarily want to spend time with everybody that hangs out in our buildings, let alone, I'm not going to share a meal with everybody I work with. Um, 
So I, I think it depends. You know, you gravitate to find people who you can have a conversation with. And, you know, I do the same thing. Sometimes, you know, it, it is a working lunch where we like now that I have Quinn, you know, we're, you know, reflecting and, you know, we're eating and having a conversation or sometimes it's just like we literally put our feet up on the desk and just relax and talk about anything but what happened so far in the day. Right. All right. I promise not to bring up lunch anymore, AJ. Thank you. You're welcome. Because <laughs> he's had enough lunch, lunch every day. Seriously. Enough lunch every day. Ten no, hours that's right. That's all day. you do. That's all I do. I get 10 hours of lunch. Well, there's only one day of lunch this week for my kids because we have half days for conferences. Wow. Yeah. Already. That's what someone else said to me. And I, I kind of see where you're coming from, but we are a trimester school. So K5, we're trimesters. And so we, um, if we didn't, if we only waited until report card time, it would be like December by the time they had their first conference. And that's a little late to be meeting with parents and talking about any kind of academic progress or anything. So yeah, it's for almost my entire time here, it's been, it's been now, although I know most schools in New Jersey do it during convention week, right? The three days of convention week or the week after or the week before Thanksgiving. Like I know it's like some kind of weird combination, but yeah, so we're, we're a little earlier than most, um, but I like it. It's also like a goal setting opportunity. And so we used it as that. I was going to say the only reason I said already was because my back to school night was two weeks ago. So I feel like the school year is still, you know, just getting started. And, you know, I, I've been, you know, through Google Classroom, emailing parents already and, you know, sending reminders using talking points, which we use for uh, texting our parents. So I'm still in, in that frame of mind, you know, when mm-hmm. we're a four marking period school, quote unquote, traditional. So, you know, I, I think there's parent teacher conferences coming up before the end of the first marking period. I think I'm pretty sure there are. And and that isn't until November 17th, the end of the marking period, somewhere in there. So we still got a ways to go. Right. I'm excited. It's a good opportunity to meet parents. We're still on Zoom, which I love. I hope that it stays like this because you guys know it's I'm sure it'd be so much easier for you to have your kids conferences during your lunch break or, you know, during a prep instead of trying to make sure that you get one of the evening slots since you're all educators. Um, That's what my wife is for. (laughs) Doug and I always went together. So, well, I mean, when I can, I do, but you know, I have a busy nightlife. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, the fun don't stop for me. Actually, Stacey, since you mentioned conferences, is there still, or is there only a virtual option or do parents have the opportunity to come into your school? What, what, what does it look like for you? It is completely virtual, which that's fantastic. Again, worked really, really well last year. Um, you know, we have our conferences are only 15 minutes. We have a five minute break in between and then we're on to the next parent. So AJ, you made a face. Is 15 minutes too short? It interferes no, with his protein bar. It's a shake. It's a shake. No, I don't think, I don't think it's too short. I think it's fine. That's how I made a face for So my apologies, but no, I think it's a good, good amount of time. It's all good. What's going on with the game? <laughs> the Jets lost at 11 o'clock this morning. He's been good all day. That game was over at 10 o'clock this morning. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay. They played in London. They played in London. What? We played in London today. In England? That that would be, yeah, know, that's yes, yes. There are London, other London, London New York. Sure. Paris, Texas. Um, Paris. No. There's a Paris in New York, I think. I know there is. There is. Springfield. Pick a state. <laughs> there are like no, three in New Jersey. We don't need to talk about the Jets. Yes. Today's okay. football Sunday. You know how I good. I don't want to talk about the Jets. Good. I don't want to talk about about the Giants either. Moving on. (laughs) Chris, do you have virtual conferences or are you something else? I have no idea yet. I mean, our back to school night was a no virtual option. So they welcomed the parents into the school and that happened. How was that? It was poorly attended. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People from the community were not itching to come out to the school. Was it less attendance than prior years? It was less attendance than prior years where things were quote unquote normal. And it certainly let last year doing it virtually. I had never in my years where I'm at seen more parents than through the virtual option. Yeah. And I am now worried that parent teacher conferences will also be in person only when, you know, virtual attendance was up and, you know, I had all full slots in the, in the afternoon session and the evening sessions, right? And 
if it's come out to the school only, I, I think it's going to be a very poor turnout again. I mean, and we, and we can promote it all we want. You know, come on back in, you know, we come meet your teachers. But, you know, for a lot of families, I, I know at least where, where I'm at, a lot of families, it would be super convenient to just be able to hop on the kid's Chromebook and talk to the teacher. Yeah. And not have to worry about childcare or um, missing work or anything like that. It would just be easier to do it from home. And certainly the benefit for, you know, someone in my position is, you know, if I have to stay at school in the afternoon to do, to be there and do the virtual ones for the afternoon, fine. But then if you tell me that I can go home and then I can just be at home for that, you know, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. conference time slot, that's great. As opposed to back to school night where I was at school from seven in the morning until 830 at night. Yeah, we can go home for our evening conferences, but we're not going to. Got to chop down some trees. <laughs> no, it just, it doesn't make sense. You know, I don't know. So I think that's where it becomes difficult. I'll be honest with you. Like this, this one's, you want to make this a, a talking point for tonight. I think this would be a big one. I think this is where it gets difficult. Um, I, I think we, we, we can't do things at home. That, that's not where our profession mm-hmm. is. Our profession is not at home. So I, I don't appreciate the, the argument that everybody else is working from home. That's not what we do. We educate from from the school. We educate our children in front of us. Um, I, I really feel that back to school night should be in our classrooms. I know it's late, but it's what we do all the time. So we're, whether we're seven to nine, six to eight, whatever the case may be, being in the classrooms and, and showing the families what the classroom looks like, where you are, it's a different feel. You know, it, it puts the parents where their kids are at, even though it's not in person. And, you know, I think that's something that schools have to really look at and, and really kind of kind of somebody has to take a lead and say, you know, this is what we're going to do for now on. We don't have to have that in-person back to school night. It's just a gathering. It's just a social hour. This is informative. It's quick. It's to the point. And I think it's, it's more meaningful to be honest with you. I think teachers are more prepared for, you know, meeting with their, te- meeting with their families online than they are in person. Cause I feel like you can wing it more in person. Well, my pushback on that's going to be based on what I had to do this particular school year and, and what my colleagues had to do, which was, you know, that six to eight time period was broken up into three sessions and we were provided by the district, a presentation to give to parents that had nothing to do with me, Mr. Nessie talking about my classes that I teach, right? We had to pre-record that given it a template. So I turned on my, uh, my screencastify gave a presentation about my classes, rules, expectations for my classes. And then all of those presentations were put into like a on-demand repository that parents could go and watch those. But parents who came into the building, it didn't matter what room you went in, you saw the same presentation that we were all giving about the district, you know, HIB and procedures and COVID and protocol. That, that's what, again, that's what we had to do. So that's, that's not your responsibility. That's not your responsibility. Your responsibility that was the responsibility on the placed on my shoulders. Or it shouldn't have been. <laughs> it should have yeah, been. Yeah, that's silly. Because the, no, the parents, that is a message that should have been recorded by building leadership or district leadership. Say, back to school night, please put this out there for all the parents to say. That could have been the welcome. That could have been the opening. That's not what you need to do. That takes away from what your job is and for what your role is for your students. You know, you, you should not be telling the parents what the COVID protocols look like. I, I don't agree with that at all. I mean, we included it in our slides and we spoke to it, but just in so much that like how it affects us in the classroom. So like on PE days, please send your child with two masks, right? On outside recess days, you might want to consider having two masks. Your kids get mask breaks. We eat snack in the classroom. We separate from our traditional, like we have them sit not directly side by side, but in like a a V-shaped, so the corners of their desk touch. And then we have them completely separate for snack so that they're three feet when they're together in what we call learning and and instructional mode. And then in snack position, they're in a a completely different three feet apart space. But AJ, I want to go back to what you're saying. So we should be at school for back to school night and conferences, or we should be, that's what you said, right? As educators, we should be in the building. So for back to school night- No, I don't. I don't think that's okay. necessary because there, there's so many, there's so many things that miss there. Like Chris has said, we can be in our own classrooms. We can be working. We can be having lunch. We can do the things we need to do and take a minute to just be like, I need to be on a conference. Like I can't tell you how many teachers have been like, look, it's a virtual conference for my kid. Do you mind if I take 15 minutes? There's a there's a ICS class right now. Can I just miss to be? Yes, yes. Go 
you know, you can, you can represent your, your child, you know, at this meeting, you can show, understand what it is. Um, we need to be in a building like as educators, given the presentation, we should be there. We don't need the parents there. We can show them what the room looks like all we want to. They don't have to walk around and start touching things like pieces of work hang from the wall. We get it, you know, but again, some of that is just, you know, lipstick on a pig. Right. So, but do you also mean this for parent teacher conferences? I do. I don't, I don't feel like it's responsible for us to, to be at home doing a parent conference. Again, I think it's something we should do from our classrooms, Let the parents be home as well. I think, you know, cause you're, we're, we're not, we're not on task when we're home, you know, if we're doing a parent conference, like right now, my kids are still awake. I hear everybody going back and forth. I hear Jamie, you know, trying to get them settled in bed. I, I hear these things and I'm focused like, what's going on? Should I be focused on that? Should I be listening? Does she need help? Like, I know basically what's going on. I know she doesn't need help, but during a conference, if it's the middle of the afternoon, kids are doing work or early in the evening, like that's your personal place. I don't feel like that right now is appropriate. If we were still shut down, that'd be a different story. But because we go to school every day, we should be doing our work from the building. I, I, I disagree because I think in some circumstances and within some communities, and I, I can speak for, for the one that I work in, it, it's convenient for me, but I think the benefit is for the parents. Right. To be in person? No, for to be able to have a virtual option for parent teacher conferences or make them virtual only. No, I'm talking no, about a virtual that's, conference. That's I'm talking what about he's the saying. teachers being in the classroom. Teach, right. So AJ is saying teachers need to be right. in their in their classrooms. Okay, and then then that's where I disagree. Be because if I can get home and I can do the conference again, so I'm unique. No, I get no, home. No offense. No offense. You're doing a parent conference with what's behind you right now? You're okay with yeah. that? Yep. I wouldn't be. As if you were my teacher, I would ask you to move. What do you mean? If I was your principal and that was the the look behind you for a parent teacher conference, I'd ask you to get out of that room. Or and I would tell you where to go. Screen up. I know you would, but <laughs> still, I, I don't, I would not feel comfortable. Like, come on, like in all seriousness, if you're sitting there like, hey, Mr. And Mrs. Bianco, Bianco. here's what I am. <laughs> Here, here's my, here's my space. It's like, what you got back there, buddy? And you know what? Last year that never came up. Oh, it was okay. more like. Oh my goodness, Miss Nessie! Like, are you a radio DJ? Because I mean, you have all the other things you can look at too. Oh, that I mean, I literally staged my environment last year, where like I was on like the nice that spot right there. My, not this part. No, I moved. I moved to like a different part of my bookshelf where like there are fewer books on the shelves. Like these are all old classroom books that I've just never brought back because they're all for my younger grades. Like I just have nowhere to put them, and if I put them in the basement, they're just going to get gross and old and basementy. And I figured for our next episode, Stacy, can you? Use the virtual teacher back. Can you use the your professional setup? No, because it's a pain in the butt. Oh, okay. I mean, it's not like crazy. It's just I'm comfortable where I am. AJ, is my setup okay? I mean, yeah. See, I I feel like that would be a little bit more professional. I guess that, that's the word I would use. I mean, it's fine. Like, there's books behind you. There's a window. Nobody knows where you really are. Chris, people will be like, "Are you in your bedroom?" <laughs> <laughs> Like, Again, I know, you know the way. I know right. that's I know that's your recording space. I know that. Right. Right. I know that. It's just a different feel. I don't know. I know there's a lot of other things in there. I've seen many angles of that room. I know how many desks there are, how many setups and computers <laughs> there are. But if I'm a parent for the first night, it's like, uh This guy's in his room. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's like, are you wearing pants right now? <laughs> like, like, I gotta be honest. <laughs> I don't want to know if you're wearing pants. I'm just saying. If it was a parent here conference, it'd be the first thing on. I'd be like, so he's in his bedroom. There's a bed behind him. So you're assuming if I'm in my classroom on a meet, I'm wearing pants. No, I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you are. Pajamas just still have pants. So it's okay. <laughs> just saying. Just my thought. I feel like being in the building for us kind of gives us like the feel of, of our environment, our comfort zone. Um, so it's the ability to show our families like where we're at, what it looks like. You know, and I just, get that. But that's the kind of thing, though, AJ, where... 2020 and all this is the opportunity to upend those. That's the way we've always done it, or that's what it should look like. There's a lot of missed I, opportunities. We've talked about this. I don't know but, that that this is like being stuck in it. That's the way we've always done right. it, but just like lending some professional credence to our our chosen profession. And look, I I had some tech issues, not not like major ones, but there were some tech things real quick. Where if I was home and my teachers are calling me on my cell phone, like it probably would not have gotten resolved where I was in the building and I'd be like, all right, come down. I'll help you troubleshoot or I'll come to you real quick. That's that, that, that was nice and simple because the link they pasted, uh, the, the link they shared and that I, that I put up there, 
wasn't right. So it was a quick switch and we can walk through it. But, you know, if we were not in the same building in the same location, it would have been a disaster. There's a lot of variables to all of this. Of course. I think, too, like my kids have the opportunity to be loud and stuff. Like, you know, before COVID, the only time they ever really had to be quiet was when we were recording for the podcast. Not that I live in like a crazy bonkers house, but, you know, it's their house, too. And then it was one of the reasons I almost never came home after dismissal last year. Because by the time my day was done and I had to get home, the boys' day was done, but I'd be home teaching for another two periods. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't fair for them that, you know, their day's over, but they have to tiptoe around the house because mom's teaching. So I don't know. I I just find that me being home teaching is more of a disturbance mm-hmm. to them and to the rest of my family. Right. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's take a, a quick break here from a word from our sponsor. And then we've got a caller that we will punch right up. So this episode of Podcast PD is brought to you by StreamYard. StreamYard is a live streaming studio in your browser. That's how we produce this fine program. Again, when we record and you see it, come out to podcastpd.com slash live. It's how we've been doing this show for over a year. And StreamYard lets us interview guests. We're going to take a call. And uh, the broadcast looks pretty professional. And then I open my mouth. (laughs) With StreamYard, you can stream directly to YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. You can also stream it to Facebook, LinkedIn, if you're interested and you want to learn more, please use our link, podcastpd.com slash StreamYard. And thank you to StreamYard for sponsoring Podcast PD. Thank you, StreamYard. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now coming to the program, Kevin in North Jersey. You're on Podcast PD. How you doing? Kevin. What's going on, you three? How we doing? I had to jump okay. on here and uh, support my guy, AJ, in this conversation uh, here. Um I would just agree. And Chris, I know how, how well you like to challenge people's thinking as an educator. And uh, I love that about you. Um, but I, I do think like the professional background, I would think that you would have a cool, you know, image behind you or something like that um, made up. And uh, I just think it adds just that little more professionalism uh, to when we're speaking to parents and, and kids. So I, I would agree with AJ. I do think, you know, these conferences can happen anywhere, anytime. I am open to that. Um, but I do think the look we uh, we present, you know, is, we're all we're always questioned, right, by all the things we do out there. So it's one less thing maybe to open you up for, you know, some uh, some comments or as I'm moving off screen here, being inappropriate as my new puppy is uh, going after something of my power cord here. Well, I thank agree. You. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I, I think that I don't know. I think that it's like that mystique that little kids have that their teacher never leaves the classroom. Right. You kind of have to feed into like, like, I'm here to be a professional and like my professional space is these four cinder block walls with a whiteboard and your kids work surrounding me. And Chris, I wonder, do you have a side business of like, uh, you know, the sewing machine back there or you're making shirts? So that's what I wasn't sure what that thing is back there. And then I'm like, is that that lamb from that famous Christmas movie with the leg? You know, almost like a PTI feel here, which is also pretty cool if that's the look you're going for, you know? I mean, I don't know what the look is. I mean, if green screening is done wrong, it looks gimmicky, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'd, I'd rather just be authentic. And, you know, if a parent sees this and has a question, I'll, I'll talk about, you know, comic books or, you know, this is the, this is the room with the extra bedroom. My wife sews. So, I mean, I, I think it also adds a human element where, mm-hmm. again, you know, I'm people, the kids are people, and the only people who lie about it are the androids. They're not going to tell you they're not human. So... <laughs> <laughs> AJ, I, I mean, AJ, if I had better crown molding, would that be approved? I mean, because you got some nice crown going where you are right now. You got some nice trim around the basement pole. Thank you, Thank you Chris. <laughs> don't don't try to turn this around on me. I'm not going to. I mean, I, I like be, Kevin's yeah, can lights that he's got in the background there. He's got a beautiful space. French door, yeah, French window. It looked good. This was an unprepared uh, jump on tonight, but yeah, you're right. I it's it's who we are. It's what we do. Um, but I just think sometimes it could it, it you know it. For all the good you do, sometimes those little things get pointed mm-hmm. out and then it makes it out of something into nothing. That's all. What is up with that? That was my best Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, how you doing otherwise? Uh, things are crazy. Um, and uh, every time I talk to other administrators or people, they're asking me, is it as bad by you as it is by me? And I said, yep, you are not alone. 
It is a tough year. It is, uh, as one person said, it's a blank show right now. And um, I think we're doing the very best we can. And to think that this year was going to be easy uh, was probably not a reality. Um, the amount where I always say we're the double the amount of kids that we're dealing with compared to last year. You know, we were, half the building was in school, uh, who was virtual. Uh, we're dealing with uh, a different mindset from our community about COVID and how different people feel about it. And it's, it's, it's draining. It's tiring. Morale is tough. Uh, kids behaviors, you know, to think that, uh, locking the kids up like we did was not going to have consequences. And I, I was one of them. I did not think it was, but I definitely think for our at risk population, it is a huge transition back. And we're seeing that with behavior. We're seeing that with, uh, you know, simple communication skills, simple reminders for getting things that I could have just went to my bookshelf in my room last year and, and pulled it right out. Uh, so uh, it's a battle each and every day. And trying to be that cheerleader again is uh, is getting hard. It, it really is. Um, and I, I feel for the people in the classroom because the kids' behaviors are more and more of a, a struggle than in the past years and, and within my community. Yeah, Kevin, you talk about the behaviors, and this is something I was going to bring up tonight. But, like, are you seeing anything with your school and this whole TikTok nonsense? Are you seeing the ridiculous behaviors? Like, Chris, you're at high school as well, so I'm sure you're seeing it. Stacey, your kids are probably – you're seeing it too? In fifth grade. Damn. Yeah, my the girls' school, my, my two stepdaughters are fifth grade having issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, we had some stuff in the beginning of the year in the bathrooms. I'm waiting for September. Bring it to me. If anyone wants to take the October challenge, come to me. All right. That is public out there to any student who wants to. Okay. Bring really? It Bring it on. Right here. Right here. Because I'm coming with the people's elbow right after that if need be. Okay. So, you know, these TikTok challenges, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a TikTok fan. I, I learned how to cook on TikTok. I, I learned some home improvement stuff. All right. I skipped through all the crazy dances. I'm not an Applebee's fan, but um, the stuff that's going on is just, it's out of control. The amount of money that it's causing districts, oh, it's a shame. It, it my, really is. Look, I'll be honest. We're, we're having some bathroom things, which I know are, are silly and small. Like they're taking the soap out of dispensers. And like my, right. my poor custodians, I just feel for them. Like I keep looking. I'm like, could, could you take that out of the toilet for me or give me the rubber gloves and I'll do it? And like, no, no, I'll do it. He's like, well, this is ridiculous. I'm like, I know I'm trying. I can't be in the bathroom. Every day, you know, taking care of the soap dispensers. He can't uh, be in the cafeteria and the bathroom at the same time. <laughs> you're absolutely. I, I actually go back and forth. So that's why he doesn't eat. That's it. That's why I don't eat. So I got my oh, protein that's shake. Hey, Chris, so. I know your school is a huge school. And I, from what I remember, the ed camps a lot of resources with security or different people. You guys seen it at your school too with things like that? I I have not seen any of the stealing or vandalism or heard about it. Um, the only thing that yeah, I know we're dealing with is we've we've had some discipline issues on the buses where they've had to make some announcements about like again this is a high school you wouldn't think this would happen but like you know don't bring water bottles from the school onto the bus don't be throwing water around you know so we're we're dealing with stuff like that because in, in our building we've got they're constantly replenishing these water stations where kids can go and grab a bottle of water you know um, but I haven't heard anything about I, I've joked with kids sarcastically about. You know, if I happen to see a kid on the on their phone and then they ask me to go to the bathroom, I, I I will say one of two things. A, hey, when you go to the bathroom, please don't wreck the bathroom and steal anything. Or B, oh, you just did all your friends just text you to go hang out in the bathroom now? So mm-hmm. that's the kind of rapport I'm building. So yeah. none of my kids would do that, I don't think. We had to keep a bathroom log. We've had like the ominous like fifth grade teachers, please check your, your email at this time. And you look and it's like, can you identify these children? Because we have cameras in the hallways and they're like, and and the one day that it happened, we happened to be having like a closing circle and we were doing our an activity where everyone was in a circle. And I was like, do you see anyone? Because they could do it independently. I was like, oh, no, he's got shorts on. So that's definitely not him. And like, you never want to think it's your kids, but you have to do your due diligence and check. But it's been nuts. And like, I think it got worse. This sounds crazy, but I think it got worse when our principal made like a little video that said, like, this is happening. Please don't do it. And then the next day we got that fifth grader teachers and, and I'm in a three, four, five building. Like these are little kids mm-hmm. and they are destroying things. So we, we had a sink damaged oh. and yes. uh, 
actually a soap dispenser, not a sink. So it was on a, it was either a day off or it was a weekend. I went to the school and I made a video in the bathroom. Now I made a ton of videos over the last couple of years with stuff. I never thought I'd make one in the bathroom. Um, but then before I hit send, I go to TikTok just to see. And all of the videos out there of mocking principles of sending letters home, <laughs> making videos. So like, I was like, I'm not getting my video being mocked <laughs> on TikTok out there. Or they were, video, they were recording in schools, um, principals making announcements over the PA systems. So like you hear it on the TikTok, this is Mr. Carroll, please do not vandalize the math. I'm like, I'm not getting caught in that either. Mm -hmm. So I just mm -hmm. kind of ignored it and spoke to some student leaders and that kind of thing. Got my biggest football player to say, hey, you know, I want this to end, take care of this, figure it out. So, uh, but I did not go publicly because I was seeing what was going on. That's a good use of, of, of like student resources. Yeah, that's that's good. That's better than the video, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. But, my, but now there's this video that you put all this work in about like, hi, Mr. Carroll here in the bathroom. <laughs> Let's talk about toilet etiquette. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I've, I've come to the point where I don't edit. I, I just shoot them and go one take wonders. And if it works, it works. But it's real, I think. And that's the best way to go. <laughs> My son's school said that they did have a damaged sink where like a girl sat in a sink until it fell off the wall. Oh, I know. And then, um, yeah. And their school, like part of it is brand new. They just had like a grand opening of like the addition and parts of it were renovated and they're so desperate to end it that like basically they've had the students turn narcs on each other and it's like so we, we told our boys you, we're like you ever get caught up in this and you are like in trouble and my one son goes nah i want the gift card that they're giving as a reward for reporting and i was like i don't want you to be a narc either like just say like just don't get involved did you tell your boys what happens to snitches they get stitches. They know. Listen to you. You guys, guys. thinking about any Ed Camp uh, at all? Is that any uh, possibility? Uh, no, there'll be no Ed Camp, New Jersey, in twenty twenty one. Okay, we'll bring him back next year or over the summer. Maybe we'll, we can bring him back in the summer. Maybe, maybe a spring outdoorsy food trucky. That'd be good. That'd be fun. There, there's too much on everybody's plate here in the fall to plan something, and you know, certainly want to get back to that. That that's certainly a highlight of the school year. It's funny you bring that up, though, Kevin, because I knew we weren't doing it. And I was like, I used to run a race that weekend. Maybe I can run that race again this year. Are you running the race? I can't find it. Like, the last date I saw was 2018. Oh. I know. I'm going to keep looking. Or I'll just run my own race. <laughs> if I was on a green screen, I could put my road behind me there like I'm go. running. You can do that. See? There you go. Now you need a green screen. Now you need a green oh. screen, Chris. Kevin, I got one more question for you. So you mentioned, obviously the hardships and, you know, the challenges of this school year. Uh, but what's something that you've seen as a building principal that you're really proud of and like, you're like, it's really positive and you could celebrate. Um, I, I think the student involvement in clubs and activities so far in like um, in school events, uh, I think they just want to be part of something um, and the clubs and, you know, advisors are really kind of, I'll say picked up their game a little bit. Um, they know the kids have been looking for things. And, um, and we you know, we had a, a, a fair outside the one day that kind of get the interest. And other meetings that I've been seeing over the last couple of weeks have been well attended. Um, they're trying to be creative because we're not doing field trips. Uh, so, uh, you know, how is the photography club going to go take pictures of New York City and down the shore like they've done in the past? So um, they're, they're trying to do different things within the school community, within the, the neighborhoods where they can walk and do things. So, um, that's been a positive and the, you know, the atmosphere of spirit events and, uh, games and students just rallying for each other has been great to say a lot of smiles and excitements and, um, just there, I don't think the kids are as affected as all of this when it comes to getting back into the routine, as I think some of the teachers have been, and then some of the at-risk kids. That's great to hear. And of course we're winning in all our sports right now. So that always helps because you got a lot of front front runners at the, at the time. <laughs> no, that's good. School sports is always good, but absolutely no field trips this year. No, our, uh, our superintendent was really never a, a big fan of them. Um, so this kind of opened the door. The uh, eighth grade Washington DC trip was, uh, was canceled. Um, we never really, we stopped a couple of years ago with like a senior overnight trip that doesn't really happen. Um, but none of them except related to like a, like a DECA DECA will have their events. So anything related to the school will still go on field trips, but nothing, 
nothing for fun or <laughs> educational, um, but those uh, outside experiences that, you know, are part of what we all grew up going to and doing and enjoying those moments. Yeah, I'm asking because my sons, I mean, neither of them is a senior, but the senior trip is going on and they're going to Disney. That's all yeah. I know. And that's what they used to do, but they clearly didn't do it for the last two years. So I was surprised that that's back. And my little guy, he's in a JROTC and he's like, yeah, I'm, go- I'm going to West Point right before convention. I was like, you have a trip? Like, I was just like shocked. I was like, enjoy West Point. Uh, you plan on going there? He was like, no. I was like, okay. It'll be a so nice bus like, ride. It's a beautiful campus. Yeah. I'm ex- I'm yeah. really excited for him. And, you know, like you're saying, participation and stuff. He's been really into, like, all of the volunteer opportunities through the JROTC at, at the school. So that's been great. Yeah, my previous district had a JROTC, and it was uh, it was amazing the impact that that had on kids and uh, the the rifle crew that would flip the rifles and, and do all those type of things. It was uh, it was pretty cool to watch. And other them dressed in their fatigues on Fridays. It was always mm-hmm. uh, it was always a great group of kids. Yeah, we're in a we're in a really significant military community. Like I'm, we're about five minutes from Fort Dix and McGuire Air Force Base. AJ, you guys doing um, field trips? Uh, not not right now. So I think it could be on the table, but I don't even think that's something we're going to focus on. I, I don't think we're going to do anything. I know they're asking. I know kids are asking, but I, I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to happen at all. I don't see us going, you know, Philly or, or DC on those trips. I really don't. I think that's it. I think the kids want to know. I think most yeah. teachers have resigned themselves. to so like, this isn't the year to be planning that. So it's not even on a list of things to do. Well, I think somebody's even saying that I don't even know if Washington DC is doing their has is open to the public in a lot of their places. A lot of their museums may still be closed. So there's no point of even going if we can't get in. Like tourism is not running. Right. Is what you're right. saying. Right. Yes. Well, I wonder too if they're also just one of those cities where you have to have proof of vaccination. Mm. Right. So that might affect depending on how your staff is, it might affect your staff and I don't know what happens once kids are approved to be vaccinated. Right. And since I have the middle school who can be vaccinated, we're not allowed to find out. Who knows what, what that could uh, what that could do to trips and, and anything else going forward. Right. And you have fifth graders who cannot be vaccinated. So right. you're, you run all Is over that the this, place. The seventh and eighth can, for the most part? Yeah. Even some of the sixth graders could too. Yeah. Well, in those situations, your, your nurse can provide a seating chart. Ah, interesting which is a creative way mm-hmm. to protect different people. Interesting. But then you would have to do the seating chart for all trips. So it was consistent. I had to make and submit a seating chart for all of my classes to a central repository of graphics. <laughs> so that was fun. And then anytime I updated or I, you know, Kevin high school kids dropping classes, they're changing kids schedules. So in the last two weeks, I've had to resubmit my seating charts like three and four times as kids are moving in and out of classes. Crazy. Did they submit their uh, the lunchtime seating chart to anybody? We were talking about that last episode where in our cafeteria, the kids have to uh, scan a QR code on the table they okay. sit at. So there is a daily record. So they could sit where they want. They probably sit in the same place, but they just got to log, you know, which four or five kids sat at the same table. Okay. And they only had to make announcements for a couple of days to say, make sure you scan the QR code when you go to the cafeteria. When they scan the QR code, is it a Google form and they pick their like lunch period, they add their name and. Yes, I did go and look and that's exactly what it is. I'm just trying to envision like the ease in which this is being put upon, you know, high school kids. And it's, they even went so far as the the code is unique to the table that the code is attached to. Oh, that's smart. So, yes. Cool. The fun of contact tracing. There it is. There it is. Are your kids allowed to be outside without masks on? Yes. Yes. I don't know. Your kids don't go outside, right? Well, I've taken them outside. Remember, I, I teach that class. I teach in that class. Oh, it's got yeah. the playground outside. So when we go out there, I I say it's okay because I, I take my mask off when I go outside. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're all pretty spaced out. Um, some kids do. They, they'll drop it down below. Some kids keep it on. But I always talk about, hey, get some fresh air. It might be your only time to do that today. Uh, the executive order is only for in buildings, not outside. Yeah. Our kids, for the most part, still leave them on outside. And we take them out like at least once a week, twice a week to play kickball. And that's, oh, that's kind awesome. Of, yeah, it's so much fun. It's also just a riot. We, <laughs> my team got slaughtered last week because we realized that when you split them by odds and evens, because they're all numbered, when you split them by odds and evens, I only had two boys on my team and eight girls. And the other team had eight boys and two girls. 
Oh, yeah, that's a little different. And there was a lot of frustration from a lot of my girls and a handful, like the two boys that I had. The two like, boys, yeah. Like, what's going on? So we're going to have to find a different <laughs> way to d- divvy them up. But we have enjoyed our weekly kickball games. I used to be a baseball manager. Oh, I knew that was coming. <laughs> I was scouring the soundboard. <laughs> and Kevin, don't worry. You haven't dropped anything that I'm going to use against you later. Okay. He did spend time in the toilet. <laughs> You're not going to use the people, the people's elbow. That's not going to come out somewhere. In the you know what? I that <laughs> might be a fun one. I got. I got to listen yeah. back now that I. Let me take note of that. There you go. <laughs> and we, we had a spirit rally out uh, on the turf in our in our bleachers on Friday in our full spirit pep rally. Um, and you know, we I didn't require masks outside. Of course, they weren't socially distanced in the bleachers. But um, when they leave my when they leave school at three o'clock, they don't wear a mask. There's no masks out there. There, it's it's so it's hard. So and my community is not. Um, killing me for you know lack of masks at different times so it presents itself i, I posted pictures about it um and i didn't get any emails yet so we'll mm. see what, what comes tomorrow but um the smiles are what's important right now you know that's it like you i said, i, I too live in a community that talks about, oh sorry aj go ahead no that's what i was saying community and connections that's what it all that's what it is right now and i was gonna say i live in a community live not work live in a community where you got some people with their signs about don't hide the kids smiles free mm. the smiles Right, but it's more of no. an in the building thing. But hey, yeah. and look at Iowa rush the field and Texas A and M and any of these college games, and and they're really going on campus and wearing masks in, in school. So I mean, I, I'm not pro against or whatever. I'm not saying either way. It just it's uh, just trying to provide the best year they can we can for these kids. There you go. Nice. That's what it's about Kevin. As we start to wrap up, you're you listen to podcasts. Maybe sometimes you listen to this one, and we appreciate that. But have you listened to anything good recently before maybe we share a recommendation that we have? Um, I usually find myself jumping onto some of uh, John Gordon's podcast, You. Um, it's usually my go-to. Um, I miss the uh, 30 for 30s. Uh, I haven't really seen a good one from them lately. Uh, and then I was into uh, Mike Greenberg's. Uh, he did one maybe two years ago. It was like a long interviews with people, um, you know, like uh, – sports casters or different different people he actually did one of the impractical jokers um so um, those are the ones i've been to i check you guys out every once in a while jump in on the mondays with the uh with stacy in the morning drive but i haven't seen her my monday morning reminds i don't go off anymore stace i think i uh i'm abandoning you there no it's it's me i haven't done it i'll get back to it on friday though i'm not going to school tomorrow so i'm I'm not gonna do it tomorrow i'm not gonna wake up early for that but uh, she also left it on the uh, firehouse steps. <laughs> I'll be back on Friday. So if you're interested, I will uh, I'll put it out there. Nice. So we'll, we'll, we'll drop Kevin's recommendations in our show notes out at podcastpd.com slash 106. And Kevin, how can people connect with you if they're not already connected? Um, best way is probably Twitter at Kevin uh, at Kevin.carol dot at the end there or period. Um, I used to have the at Waldorf school WHS principles, but um, as I do more things and maybe say things that are not always uh, represent the school hundred percent. So then I, I, I changed it to the Kevin Carol. Um, so that's where you can find me. My school all is Waldwick at WHS stuff or uh, YouTube and um, Instagram and things like that. But so that's the move. main one for me. Keep the emails out of the inbox. Yes. Yes. <laughs> nice. Kevin, thanks for hopping on with us tonight. We really appreciate right, always, it. Uh, I yeah, always Kevin, appreciate, appreciate you guys it. listening to you and uh, keeping it light and keeping it fun, which is what it's all about. Thanks, Thank man. You for joining Thank us. you. All right, we guys. Try. Have a good Take day. Take Kevin. Take care. All right. And I do have a podcast recommendation. What? That's my mentor. Is he? <laughs> yeah. That's I awesome. I know that. Yeah. He's my, he's my, he's my mentor. Uh, you're lucky. I am honored. Very much so. He's a good guy. We yeah. like Kevin. We do. Even if he yelled at me, but that's okay. <laughs> Again, I, I see your points. I understand. I get it. But, you know, green but at least stuff. He, at least he's the kind of leader who would talk to you the right way. And I'd be like, hey, get out of that room. You don't belong there. <laughs> like like, like you. Right. <laughs> get out of that room. <laughs> but I'm talking, to you as, I'm talking to you as a friend. I'm not talking to you as you both. Oh, that's true. <laughs> All right. So I do have a recommendation that I wanted to share. Uh, and then one of you two need to come up with one for episode 107, but I got one that I really enjoyed. So this comes to us from the NPR podcast through line. 
and I think this will scratch AJ's social studies itch and Stacy's political inclinations. So the title of this episode, and this was from September 30th, and this was The Shadows of the Constitution is the title of the episode. Here's the description. The Constitution is like America's secular Bible, our sacred founding document. In her play, What the Constitution Means to Me, Heidi Schreck goes through a process of discovering what the document is really about, who wrote it, who it was for, who it protected, and who it didn't. Through Heidi's personal story, we learn how the Constitution and how it has been interpreted have affected not just her family, but generations of Americans. I really enjoyed this episode. I found it to be very insightful. And if you are into politics, government, history teacher, or even if you just like a good story, and certainly the American story is a good story, interesting twists and turns, there is a lot of value in this episode. So I would strongly recommend you check out The Shadows of the Constitution, the September 30th episode of NPR's Throughline podcast. Cool. Thanks for that. I'm excited for that. Thank you. I'm now downloading a couple other episodes that are striking my face. That's a really good podcast in general. Yeah, we talked about that one before. Yeah, it's a good one. Yes. And speaking of good ones, before we get out of here and Stacey does the magic, want to take a moment to thank our executive producers. So if you get value from our conversations and you've ever thought about how can you support this podcast aside from telling other people about it, you can become an awesome supporter. You can support this podcast on a monthly or a yearly basis, and everybody who supports the show will get a awesome podcast PD executive producer sticker. If you go the extra mile and you support us for a year, we will send you the sticker. We will send you a t-shirt and an awesome podcast PD mug. If you'd like to find out more, go to podcastpd.com slash executive producer for more information. And we'd like to shout out our current executive producers, Mike Brilla. Stephanie Scrocky and Sandy Hartman. Special thanks to Stephanie and Sandy because they're back for year two. So Woo-hoo. thank you very much for your support. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's good to have supporters. It's also good to have listeners. And if you have ideas, come join us. Join us each week. And that we are doing this every other weekend. And uh, we'd love to have you. You can be on just like Ke- Kevin, just like last week, the Fawns. The Fonz, the Fonz. Yes. I like calling him the Fonz. It's funny. It is wow. funny. It's not. No worries. He's not listening to this part. No, he's not. <laughs> Conversa- conversation's done. It's over. Uh, ooh, one more thing. Again, I, I want to try and make sure people know. And if you're listening this far into the episode, uh, you might also be interested to join our texting community. So Remind lets us do that. So just text at podcast PD to eight one zero. One zero, and you can get the occasional text message from us. Uh, typically, we'll remind you that we're going to be live on a given Sunday, but we're going to try to do a little bit more with the texting community. We're not going to spam you, but certainly we want to connect with you. And if you're here this far in the episode, you might want to connect with us. Nope. That's all I got. This is nope. a fun conversation. Good. Good. I, I took the beating tonight. I'll take it. Whatever. I don't <clears> think there is. It's all right. You could have kept talking about lunch. <laughs> Next time. Next time we'll talk more about lunch. Please, no. No more lunch. <laughs> All right. More bathrooms then? Sure. It's time to go. All right, gentlemen. Say goodnight, Christopher. Good night, Christopher. Say goodnight, AJ. Good night, AJ. Good night, Podcast PD. Thank you for checking out this episode of Podcast PD. For links to everything that we discussed in this episode, you can visit the show notes at our website, podcastpd.com. To connect with the show on social media, we are at podcastpd on Instagram and Twitter, and we share using the hashtag podcastpd. To connect with Stacey, AJ, and myself, we are on Twitter at Mr. Nessie, at Stacey Lindis, and at AJ Bianco. We would love to hear from you, so please go to podcastpd.com slash feedback and send us an email, send us a voice message, whatever you need to do. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share it with somebody that you think would get value from it. Word of mouth is the best way to share a podcast you enjoy, and we hope you enjoyed Podcast PD. We appreciate you listening, we appreciate your sharing, and we love creating this podcast for you. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care. Take care.